Fantasy Fan Podcast. Happy to be here today with my brother and my cousin. In this episode, we're going to focus on something that's that's very important and it feels very relevant at this time because there are a lot of bye weeks and a lot of big-time performers just went down with injury, which is very unfortunate. Trading. We're going to kick this off with a new segment called Ask the Professor with Dr. Data. I refer to my cousin as Dr. Data because he can pull stats out of his you-know-what at any time. And I thought I was good at this, too. I mean, brother, you're good, but let, let's let's face it, this, this kid's good. So today's theme focuses around trades. When do you make a trade? When is the best when is the best time to send someone a trade offer? Is, is there even a best time? I mean, is there really a science behind it? Or are you simply unloading guys after big performances and then targeting early season stumpers to pick up? Uh, as a proponent of somebody who likes trading very much um, but doesn't do it as often as he should, the best week to trade is this week. It's the first bye week. There's been injuries that have taken place during these last few weeks. And it's it gives you a chance to say, hey, I drafted this team. I drafted this exact team. And it's I want to give them a chance. I want to give all the players I drafted a chance, and you give them four weeks. You say, "Hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna start my top, you know, my top players every week." And then after four weeks, the ones who disappoint, I might, you know, show them the door. But at the same time, I might take advantage of somebody who doesn't know fantasy enough, who sees a player struggling like Jamison Crowder, and says, "Wow, I might drop him. I might cut him. I might trade him for nothing. Give me him." This was a guy that I had 85 to 90 receptions for uh, the beginning of the season, and he has sucked. Um, really bad. I think, yeah, and I think the Washington offense is going to pick up steam as they go forward, and I think that having a bye week this week is really going to help them. So that's my point, is that week five is the best time because of the bye weeks. That's what you have to do. You have to seize your opportunities. I believe last year was the year that I traded um, at this, this exact week. Larry Fitzgerald for Zeke. Straight up. How'd that one work out? It worked out well for both of us. I ended up winning my league, thank you. Yeah, I think that's some incredible insight. Honestly, I always say that champions are made in the second half of games. Um, In fantasy, it's really the second half in the seasons. So to your point, Kyle, if your team hasn't been performing well, I mean, you, you, you have a decent sample size in four games, right? So I think in 10 to 14 week regular season leagues, we're rapidly approaching the halfway point i think now is when you really got to look at your team and and start making some moves make make some decisions here um show some gumption which segues i think perfectly into our next our next session kick them to the curb or stick with them is this guy staying or is he going do you hold on to him or do you try and sell him high right now and see what you can get so i'm going to throw a couple names at you guys and <laughs> i want your honest opinions here let's start with coming off a monster Five touchdown performance against the Titans, Deshaun Watson. I'm sticking with him. This guy's legit. He dominated the past two games in Foxborough also. This guy's good. He's throwing a lot to DeAndre Hopkins. <coughs> That's all he has to do. I'm not. I am I might be kicking him to the curb. Uh for right now I am Kick. somewhere I am right somewhere in between. Uh his next few games besides he does have the Browns and the Colts in there, but he has the Chiefs, the Seahawks, the Rams. Ravens, Cardinals. Uh, I just there's not a lot of great matchups here for him as a rookie quarterback, and obviously anything can happen. And he proved that this week against the Titans. But the Titans have a really bad defense this year, and I'm 
I'm not going to get on that hype train, especially because his value will be so high right now. If I had him, you trade him right now, and you're going to get a lot of value for him. He's still a rookie. If I can pick him up and stash him, or if I can get some value for him, I think now is definitely the week you want to put out some feelers and uh, throw some highball offers out there, see what you can get. Um, somebody that I have on a few of my teams that you probably picked this guy in the early first round, Julio Jones, <laughs> been slightly disappointing. Now he's a little banged up day-to-day. Might be back after the bye week, though. Not really sure. So is this is this somebody that you hold on to? Yes, I would. I've been seeing buy low on him or try to try to get him this week because of the bye week. You got to keep him. You got to keep Julio until he's officially officially out for the rest of the for the entire year. But you got to keep him. I would stick with him. Yeah. Uh, week <laughs> week four last year was the week he put up 300 yards receiving. So it does take him, I mean, it took him a little while. He had one, last year he had one 100-yard game through those first three games. He kind of struggled in between. And then after that, he put together one hell of a run. Um, He went for 139, 174, 111, 135 over the next six games. Julio is definitely, he's definitely a keeper. Uh, You you don't get rid of talent. Uh, Even if he is a little banged up, him at 75% is still better than most receivers at 100%. Yeah, I completely agree with you guys. I think you'd be selling a little low right now as well, not getting your um, you know, value back. This player drives me crazy. Lamar Miller. This past week he had 130 total yards, two TDs. I personally am selling high right now. If Whatever I can get for Lamar Miller. I'm a seller. Um, last year he had 100 yards in the first game and then didn't see 100 yards again until the middle of October. You add Devonta Foreman, uh, Deonta Foreman in there, who is clearly getting carries. They want to they want to get him the ball. And while Lamar made the best of his situation, as we discussed last episode, with the amount of carries he did get and the amount of targets he got, uh, Deonta Foreman is definitely somebody that the Texans are willing to give the ball to and trust um, when they need uh, big yardage situations and in the red zone, I think as well. So I'm I'm right now at this point, I would be more leaning towards uh, selling. I agree with you. Kyle, I would kick him straight to the curb. I was thinking about hanging on to him, but after what you said, he's frustrated me way too many times. No See ya. And I think that is a great point that you bring up, too, because players sometimes get so emotional about like who they picked, and then when they start to underperform, they get frustrated. So there, there is an emotional like investment that you have in these players. It's a, it's a psyche. So you can. This is the time to jump on some of the players that people are disappointed right. in their performances to this point. So right, especially for people who, um, who and like it's not so much like um, an emotion. It's not even so much emotional. It's more of it's a pride thing. Like oh, I drafted this player in the second round and they have completely sucked. Like they, they feel like oh my god, I made such a big mistake, but I can't. I don't know what to do with it. So they don't want to cut them. So that's best thing you can do is trade them. And if someone's going to trade, you know, is willing to trade a decent amount for that player, I mean, that's that's where pride comes into it. And you can't have pride with this. You have to just be able to bite the bullet and say, hey, I screwed up. Make some trades. Yeah. Try to make some trades, I think, is is the message that we're all we're all sending here. I love trades. I make some trades every year, but it's tough. You gotta, It's like pulling teeth with some of these guys who want, like, the moon and the stars for somebody that's had one good week. Speaking of, was Cam Newton back? The Patriots' defense has I'm, been atrocious. I'm not convinced. They've been horrid. Are you? So, are, I mean, I think I think I'm selling high right now. Or I would sell. I would sell incredibly high. I'm selling. 
I would be incredibly high right now. Where are we selling him? Where are we selling him to? He, no one wants him. He's got five and five. He's got five. <laughs> he's got five touchdowns through yeah. the air. He's got two on the ground, but he has five interceptions. He is not Cam Newton from 2015. He's barely even Cam Newton from 2016. I, I don't know where you're selling him. So for me, he's a caper because someone may want him. He's he's a caper because there's nothing else you can do with him. He's got high upside, and at the same time, someone isn't willing to take the risk on a guy who has injury risk because he you know gets outside the pocket and because he hasn't been that good lately. So for now, I'm keeping him because if he does return to value, he's not bad. I mean, as we've seen, Cam Daddy, and this next player here, it sounds even crazy like throwing him out there but at the same time I think you got to try and be open-minded because you never know what's going to happen somebody may excel for the first four weeks and then may fall off the face of the earth I'm personally holding on to this guy and I'm going to ride the train as long as I possibly can with him Kareem Hunt but hey what do you guys think if you can get a top running back and a top wide receiver for him I would sell him but I am a believer I don't want to say I am but I am totally a believer of Kareem Hunt this guy is is taking the league by storm. It's fun. I love it. The last great rookie season. Anybody? By a running back? Who was the last great rookie season? Trent Richardson? No. Great. Not average. <laughs> His was pretty Al- good. Alfred Morris. Does anyone remember how many yards Alfred Morris put up? He put up 1,600 yards as a rookie. For Washington. 13 touchdowns. Okay. Oh, my goodness. So which means that it's really, really tough. That's more than Zeke. Oh yeah, it is. Zeke only had fifteen for, for, for a running for a um, for a yeah. rookie running back to make that big of an impact. That being said, you damn sure better believe that I am keeping Kareem Hunt. Yeah, <laughs> there he is. There he is. He is a game changing <laughs> running back that a lot of people, whether you drafted in the middle of August or July or got him right before the season when Spencer Ware went down, he's either your number, running back one or your running back two, and both of those. You do not trade him. He is a huge fantasy asset. A Detroit Lion running back named Amir Abdullah uh, hit the league by storm a couple years ago for only a short time because he was injured, and then he was injured again. And I feel like he just got injured again after, I mean, arguably one of his best performances since he's in the NFL. So not really sure what to do with this guy. Last game, he looked very good. 20 carries, 94 yards, and a touchdown, showing signs of life. Um, I don't know if it's necessarily by high or, or – I'm sticking with him. I am. They clearly want to give him the ball. He's been getting 15, 17, 14, 20, 20 <laughs> carries each game. It's a pretty good amount, 20. The 20 is what really makes me happy, but I would I would stick with him. Oh, Abdullah, what are, what are we going to do with you, bud? Um, you know, Abdullah, Abdullah has never had a 100-yard game on the ground. I know. I Granted, he has a small sample size because he missed almost all of last year. But this past game is the only positive news, like you just said, that I can take away from this, is that he had 20 carries in a game. That is the most he's ever had in a professional football game. That shows really high... Um, desire by a team that hates to run the ball that they're willing to run the football and i'm willing to take the risk and say that i am willing to keep amir abdullah based solely on the fact that they want to get him the football and it's clearly evident because they wouldn't be giving him 20 carries in a tight game like that unless they 
believed in him. Play some good defense and run the ball with Amir. Keep him across the board. Round and pound. Bilal Powell. Are we going to keep him or are we going to kick him? And I think going back to having players injured on the team too, Matt Forte missed this game. Um, the Jets decided to feed the rock to the running game. Bilal, Elijah Maguire. But are they going to continue to do that, I think, is the question. And, I mean, isn't that what makes the Jets the Jets? Is that they make unconventional decisions, and sometimes they work out, and sometimes they don't. I can't really talk. I'm a Giants fan. I do have Bilal in one league this year, and I personally am going to see what I can get out of him because I think if Forte comes back, for some reason, in my gut, I feel like they're going to digress back to the three-headed monster backfield and try and get Elijah some touches just to see what they got for the future while they're unexpectedly winning games and further going down in the draft. So The Jets always find a way to screw it up. Thank you. <laughs> Thank Below you. Powell, I would, I, would, I would keep him. If they if they did not feed him the ball like they did last game and a lot and Elijah, I, they're, they're dumb. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, the only stat I'll, I'll give you is that there was two games last year where Bilal Powell had more than 20 carries. And in both of those games, he had more than 100 rushing yards. Okay. He actually had more than 120 rushing yards in both of those games. You fa- uh, Fact. Fast forward. You fast forward to this past game against Jacksonville. He had 21 carries, and he put up 163 rushing yards. When you get him his 20 carries, he's going to get you 100 yards. Okay. And that's what the Jets need to see is that, hey, maybe we're not so bad as a team. Maybe we shouldn't tank. Maybe Darnold isn't worth it. Maybe Josh Rosen isn't worth it. Let's try to play as best of our ability, and let's put our best player on offense on the field. And that's Blah Powell. So I think going forward, I think you're going to see him and McGuire as a two-headed monster, you know, change of pace back here and there. I think that Powell is going to get his 18 to 22 carries now, and I think he's going to be a pretty uh, beneficial player. And for that reason only, I would keep him. Here's a, a quarterback that over the first two weeks of the season had one total touchdown. You, you guys aren't probably going to believe this, who this individual is once I say it. And over the last two weeks, he's had seven total touchdowns, six of them being of the passing kind. Um, his name is Russell Wilson. Hmm. Are you are you holding on to him, or are you seeing what you can get? I'm hanging on to him. Uh, he started off slow last year, I think, and then he finished, what, like top eight, maybe even better. This dude, he could be good. He's, show, he's shown us exactly what he can do, throw for over 4,000 yards, probably 30 touchdowns, I would say over 30 touchdowns, rush for like four or five. I'm sticking with him. He is he's a tough one for me because <clears throat> because last year his yardage was way way up but his touchdowns was very low. He put up 21 touchdowns last year. And it kind of showed that if he throws the ball more is he really benefiting from a fantasy standpoint? Because he is a running back, he is a quarterback that benefits from from running the ball. He always has. And if he's throwing for seven touchdowns over the first four weeks of the season, I have a little bit more faith in him because that means he's on pace for 26, 27, almost you know, 30 touchdowns. But I'm not willing to bet that risk. Um, the Seahawks are a very interesting team. And I don't know. I just it's it's tough because they have such a terrible offensive line and they have it's awful. they have no running game yet. 
you want to have faith in somebody like Russell Wilson. So let's look at their schedule going forward. You have the Rams, Giants, Texans, Washington, and Cardinals. I'd feel I'd feel safe starting him in half of those games. Yeah, probably all of them, actually. But at the same time, I, I'm okay avoiding the Rams and the Giants, and those are the next two weeks. So if I am doing anything right now, it's trading Russell Wilson to somebody who needs a quarterback because the next few weeks coming up are not going to be his best matchups. So based on that alone, um, it also depends on who you have as your backup. If you have a Carson Wentz as your backup, if you have a Andy Dalton coming back as your backup now, um, I would say I'd consider it. This next individual right now is tied for second in the NFL with four touchdowns. He is also second in the NFL in rushing yards, and he has 20 receptions on pace for an incredible season. Todd Gurley, do you sell him high right now and see what you can get? No, I'm keeping this guy. I mean, if you sold him right now, you could easily get a top a top wide receiver, top running back, same as we spoke about for Kareem Hunt. I love me some Todd Gurley this year. They said they wanted him get in, getting him involved in the passing game more, and it's obviously clear. 20 catches, as you said, 234 yards, seven total touchdowns. I'm sticking with him. Yeah. God, another tough one because I have Todd Gurley, and I love the fact that I keep winning because of Todd Gurley. That being said, his rookie year when he burst onto the scene – he went for 125 yards in four straight games. Okay, After that, it took him until the third to last week of the season to put up 100 yards in a game. Okay, Granted, he did have... Well, let's see. He had one, two, three, four, five. He had seven touchdowns in that time frame, which is great. Don't get me wrong. But then he's become, he became touchdown dependent. So we've seen from him that there is the possibility that he can fall off later in the season, but I don't see it happening. Him and Sean McVay have a very good relationship so far, and he loves the fact that he's getting the ball in space, he's getting the ball in the backfield, he's getting the ball in every position on the field, and I don't think it's going to stop because clearly it's working. So for now, I am definitely a keeper of Todd Gurley. I'm a keeper as well. I think I agree with uh, all those statistics that you just threw out there and Sean McVay very uh, creatively getting getting Gurley the ball in space. Their offensive line is playing incredibly well. and um, As well as Jared Goff's been playing, you still want to just keep feeding your, your top weapon, Todd Gurley. Another new segment of our show. It's called Stepping Up. Who performs better in this week's matchup? And this is something that I think is very fun for me personally. It's some in-house competition. We're going to keep track of this. And just see who does better as the season goes on, right? I mean, not that we don't have enough competition already being in multiple fantasy leagues together and whatnot, but this is going to be just a quick quick run-through. Essentially, we're going to throw out who's going to have more points, more TDs, more rushing yards, more receiving yards, and you're just going to you know, draw a line in the sand and say A or B. More team defensive fantasy points. Interesting one here. The 2-2 two and two Jets or the Browns. Go. That includes special teams? Yes, it does. More defensive? I say the Jets. I'm picking J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. Just because the Browns haven't looked that good on offense. At least the Jets have a potential running game. And Josh McCown, ugh, maybe I'll throw for 200 yards, if that. Didn't the Jets have, like, eight turnovers? Like, didn't they get eight turnovers from the from the Jaguars this past week? 
or was it? Well, something? I know I know Bortles threw a couple interceptions, and I'm pretty sure that they had a like pretty sweet defensive uh, game, and for point totals based solely on that. Oh no, it wasn't eight takeaways. Sorry, sorry, cut that out. Hold on. <laughs> um, whatever, we'll go through it. But okay. the Jets really have looked pretty good on defense. You know, Leonard Williams, Jamal Adams. Uh, Darren Lee finally looking decent enough to be a first round pick, and uh, I think the Browns' offense is visible. So, for me, it's the Jets. J E T S, what the f- is going on? <laughs> uh, I'm, going, uh, I'm going with the Jets as well. Uh, sh- shockingly, against the terrible Cleveland Browns. Um, here's an interesting question because it's it's the same team, the Cincinnati Bengals. Who? To start, who has more fantasy points here, Geo or Mixon? I'm saying Mixon. This week against the Bills, Bills have a pretty good, decent defense. I say Geo. God, this sucks. Um, it's a dart throw. It's all oh, it's a big dart throw. Um, yeah, I'm going to say Geo. I think Geo in the receiving game is going to be more impactful than Mixon will in his total game. So I'll take Geo. More total yards. Somebody we just talked a lot about, Amir Abdullah or Christian McCaffrey? A lot of deep size from the audience. Christian McCaffrey. I think Cam's got to throw to him more. In this game, Lions Lions are home. Good defense. I think they have one of the best defenses in the game right now. Cam's going to have to get rid of the ball. Amir Abdullah. I think we're seeing the the changing of uh, the Lions making different choices on offense. And if they're going to be playing this good of defense, I think that they're going to want to run the ball. And I could see a 20-carry game again for Abdullah. So I'm going to say Abdullah. Mine is um, personally biased and because they didn't get the ball to him enough last week. Christian McCaffrey, I hope they... Just continue to pepper him with targets. Let's go. Let's go back to two weeks ago. Throw him the ball, please. More rushing yards. This game's going to be played back um, stateside. Jay Ajayi or DeMarco Murray? I'm going to say Jay Ajayi bounces back. Titans' rush defense isn't that good. Been giving up over 100 yards every game. Actually, 112.5 to be exact. I don't don't know where I got that number from. (laughs) So I think Jay Ajayi has more rushing yards. I'm going to say J.H.I. as well. Uh, I'm not a big fan of J.H.I., but at the same time, um, I just I never know when I can trust um, DeMarco Murray to perform at this point in his career to the, to the ability he can, and the Titans look kind of lost out there if Mariota doesn't play. So, And I think for that point alone, I'm going to go with Murray um, because Matt Castle may be the starting quarterback, and if that's the case, you want to try and hide him as much as possible. Um, although it would be fun to have the Miami Dolphins and smoking Jay Cutler on the field as much as possible so you can just intercept it and run it back for a touchdown. I'm going to Marco Murray. More receiving yards. Keenan Allen or OBJ? Go, Chargers, go. (laughs) (laughs) I like Keenan Allen to get more receiving yards than OBJ. I think OBJ has a better fantasy day, but receiving yards, Keenan Allen has more. Give me OBJ. Um, Jason Verrett's out. I, I think their secondary has played well enough, but their defense has not performed to the ability that's I expected from the Chargers. Um, I think OBJ might actually have a field day um, on their secondary this week. I'm going OBJ as well, hoping 
you know, all personal bias aside, that that he has an incredible game. More passing TDs. Carson Palmer or Carson Wentz? Ooh, which Carson are you taking? Carson Wentz. They're three and one. They're at home. Eagles actually look pretty decent this year. Carson Wentz actually looks like a good quarterback. I'm going Carson Wentz. Palmer just stinks. I don't like him. Um, I'm going Carson Palmer. Uh, Car- the Eagles have let up uh, what the third worst. They're 30th in the league in passing yards allowed per game this season so far. They have looked atrocious uh, in their secondary. While Arizona has performed better than I was expecting against the pass, uh, they are in the top half of the league this year so far. So at this point, I would probably say Palmer, especially after last week he put up a decent amount of yardage. And I think that even if the touchdowns aren't there, he's going to throw for some yards. So Yeah, the Cardinals aren't really able to uh, run the ball these days. And now with Andre Ellington as a new secret weapon out of the backfield catching passes, I'm going to go with the Carson of Arizona, Carson Palmer. Better overall fantasy day. Here's um, here's a doozy. Leonard Fournette or Le'Veon Bell? Lev Bell. It was just the tip of the iceberg last week. 34 carries. It's going to get 40 this week. <laughs> the Jaguars are giving up 165 yards in the ground per game. Lev Bell is... I, I would not be surprised if Lev Bell actually went for over 200 and had three total touchdowns. Because they, their pass defense is good. Jaguars have a, have a good <coughs> pass defense, but their rush defense is abysmal. Yeah, Jalen Ramsey's going to eat Antonio Brown. Um, oh. Yeah, Jalen Ramsey has been the best corner against the uh, against the pass this year. So I am going to say Lev Bell for sure. He, like you said, 165 yards on the ground. They have looked awful against the run, which is surprising with Malik Jackson and, uh, you know, Miles Jack and Kelly Campbell, all the players they brought in to, you know, yeah. make sure that does not happen. And yet they looked terrible um, against the run. So I'm going to say Lev Bell. I think he's going to continue his hot streak. Nice. I'm going to make this one our second um, across the board here, along with the Jets, and uh, say Lev Bell as well. So we were just talking about Russell Wilson a little bit. So here's um, like a two-part question, if you will. Will Russell Wilson continue his surge and have, hope you're listening very closely, at least 250 yards of total offense and three touchdowns? Yes. Total offense, I say he passes for over 250 and then rushes for maybe, I don't know, 40. But he definitely has over three total touchdowns. Nice. No. <laughs> no. I think I'm no to both, actually. The Rams have played pretty well on defense, better than I was expecting them to play. I know they've always been touted for good defense, but they played well on defense as of recently. And Tremaine Johnson and... Aaron Donald are the cornerstones of that defense. And I just, I think that they're going to play well enough to, to keep them uh, to Russell Wilson low and they're playing in at home, the Rams. So I think this game is going to be an unexpectedly high scoring game, similar to the Rams 49ers game on Thursday night football. So I'm, I'm saying yes. Um, And to to stay on this topic here, then who's going to have a better fantasy day, Russell Wilson or crazy that I'm even saying this Jared Goff. So it's in it's in LA. Seahawks aren't home. They tend to not play as well away, but still a couple weeks ago they were in Tennessee, had a solid game, but they gave up a lot of points. I say Jared Goff. Oh god, this is tough. 
Um, Even with my previous statement too, of over 250 and three touchdowns. Uh, yeah, I'm. Big time. I, I'm. I'm going to say Jared Goff as well. I think that. I think that he's really showing that he's. He's put up a, three games over 250 yards passing. He's had a passing touchdown in every game so far this season. I just. I think he's really showing people that he was pretty good quarterback. So I think Russell Wilson might struggle a little bit this week in L.A. Although I believe that Jared Goff will have an above-average game this week against a tough Seattle defense. I'm going against the grain, against what you guys chose in this one, and I am going to go Russell Wilson. Mm-hmm. Will Amari Cooper break his... I have Winnie the Pooh Club hands and try and catch the football by smashing my terrible hands together and go over 50 yards and a TD this week. 50 yards and a TD, yes or no? I say he goes maybe a little over 50 yards. E, who's throwing to him? EJ Manuel. He's not going to have a touchdown. He may go. He's going to go over a little 50 yards. That's it. So your catch answer the ball with his, is no. Is no. So he's going to catch the ball with his face. His <laughs> if it's not enough that he doesn't have Derek Carr, he's going to be matched up against Jimmy Smith, who happens to be one of the top five corners in the NFL. So no, to both. I'm saying no as well. Although I hope that he can turn it around eventually better fantasy day Dak Prescott or Aaron Rodgers in a rematch of last year's playoff game uh, I hate to say it it is at AT&T Stadium I think Aaron plays a little bit better than Dak I hope th- I think the Cowboys win but I think Aaron plays better than Dak I think Aaron always plays better um, than every quarterback in it's in the NFL so if I'm taking him against basically anybody except Brady at this point, it would always be Aaron. Um, so, Dallas secondary, not the greatest. Uh, Devontae Adams' health kind of matters, but at the same time... It's it, Aaron. It doesn't matter. He makes the best of the situation, so I think he'll be fine. Aaron Rodgers, number 12 across the board. Back to one of our hot topics over these past few episodes. Kareem Hunt, electrifying. Playing absolutely out of his mind right now. Has surpassed over 100 total yards in four straight games. Will he do it? For the fifth game on Sunday Night Football. Yes. Texans have a good defense, mind you. I don't think it matters. J.J. Watt's only one man. Brian Cushing's not playing. If he ru- He's not going to run to J.J. Watt's side. Even if he does, maybe I'll ca- catch him a couple times. I think he surpasses 100. And he gets a touchdown this game. Maybe two. Houston's middle of the road against the, uh, against the run. They're not exactly great. Um, but they're not the worst against the run. And because Kareem has just been so great over these first four weeks of the season, and the fact that he can catch the ball, he makes him very, very valuable. Um, so from the standpoint of just talking purely about um, 100 total yards, I absolutely. I completely agree. Sunday Night Football, let's go. Chiefs are uh, undefeated. Best team in the NFL right now. First start of Mitchell Trubisky's NFL career. He'll be the fourth first-round QB to make their start on Monday Night Football. Another two-part question. Only looking for one yes or one no. Will he throw for two or more TDs and pass for at least 250 yards against the Vikings? No. I'm a yes. I'm going to take the uh, the crazy one here because no chance anybody else should be picking this. I like Mitch Trubisky. I think that the the change of pace to him now a guy who looks more like a quarterback than Mike Lennon ever will. I think Trubisky 
is missing all the, the, the wide receiving tools that will help him, but I think he'll make the best of it. I think he might target Zach Miller a lot. I think he could target Kendall Wright a lot, Tariq Cohen, and I think that I think both of them are possibilities against a Viking secondary that has been less than less than some what people were expected. I think he put together some uh, incredible preseason performances. I know it's obviously just the preseason, but I think that the Chicago Bears have an underrated offensive line and defensive line, so they're gonna they're gonna keep this game a little closer. I think uh, than, than than people may may believe. So um, I'm going yes here. I don't know, Lynn Mitch. Our last question for our new stepping up category. And this is another uh, same team question. Latavius Murray or Jarek McKinnon? Who has more fantasy points on Monday night? That is a disgusting question to ask. Jarek McKinnon, I'm so over him. This, Where's this freak of nature? Where's this, uh, oh my God, this guy's going to be great. He's done nothing. Spark Absolutely athlete. nothing. 15 carries he'll have, and then he'll have like 40 yards, and that's it. I say Latavius has more fantasy because if they do happen to get to the goal line, they're going to give it Latavius is what I think. Just like Asiata. It's Latavius. Um, when, when McKinnon was in last year replacing um, Adrian Peterson in those weeks in the middle of the season, he had 16 carries for 45 yards, 20 carries for 36 yards. He's barely an athlete at this point. Latavius Murray gets the goal line work, and I think that having Stefan Diggs and Adam Thielen in the past game, throw it as far as you can, see what happens, run the ball in from the at red zone. I think Latavius Murray has much more value. I think this is a tough one, but the, the spark athlete of all time, Jarek McKinnon, been slightly disappointed with uh, with some of his performances. Latavius Murray came from the incredible offensive line of the Raiders over the past few years. He's been a little banged up. I'm going to go out on a limb here and say Jarek McKinnon. Wow. He's going to catch a pass out of the backfield on third down, make a few guys miss touchdown to more fantasy points that wraps up our week five please shoot us an email if you guys have any questions we hope you enjoyed this episode we tried out a couple new segments on behalf of my brother and my cousin it's the fantasy fam signing off